Hey, everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Okay. Sorry. Didn't, didn't know it came over me there. Maybe you were possessed. <laughs> Maybe no. the devil made you do it. Maybe if we're lucky, uh, some interesting people will possess this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're very we're very spooky today. It's Halloween and yeah. it's the summertime because we're doing a horror. It's movie. hot as hell here in Oklahoma. I think that's a literal thing that's that we true. can say. Yeah. True. It's, it, it's not often. I don't know that we've ever really done a horror movie outside of our, you know, predetermined Halloween, Halloween window. Month. Yeah. Halloween month. So uh, <laughs> this could be fun. We did one last week. We did a quiet uh, place. Yeah, and we did Spiral. Dang. Mm. Man, then we've done like three in a row. What am I even talking about? Well, it's not. To be be fair, those movies were not. To be fair, those movies were not supposed to be. Some of those movies were not supposed to be released right around this time. That's true, at least for Spiral. But today, we're going to talk about the next movie in the Conjuring universe, which is The Conjuring, uh, The Devil Made Me Do It. This is the third Conjuring movie. So there's a whole universe for people unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. There's like nine conjuring movies, but mm. this is the third movie in the conjuring main series. The others are, you know, Annabelle and the Nun and the Case Curse of La Llorona. Um, but this is this is the main storyline following Ed and Lorraine Warren, a real life couple who are like paranormal investigators, and these are. St- Based on true stories, um, the cases that they have worked on. We we have already covered the first Conjuring movie. We did that last year. So go check that out if you mm-hmm. missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for the Conjuring 2 now. We've, we've skipped it. We have skipped it. Maybe we can find a way to work it in someday. Middle child, what are you going to do? Know. You know, I heard, I remember it being in October. good, but eh, we'll see what happens when October comes. Yeah. Um. Obviously, there will be spoilers for the movie in this podcast. I don't think you really need to see the others to understand this one. But if you don't want it spoiled, well, you might wait. Ready to so for spoilers. Yes. In this one, um, Ed and Lorraine investigate, an ec- or they're not investigating. They're doing, taking part in an exorcism where um, yada, yada, yada. The dev the 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 demon moves into another body. The demon kills people, and now he's trying to argue in court that the devil possessed him, and they have to now prove the existence of demons in a court mm-hmm. law and scariness ensues. So, um, who would like to give their first thoughts on this? I'll moment? go because I think I'll be a little controversial. Where I really liked this movie, but I didn't find it very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the story was really interesting for me um, as far as I haven't seen a ton of the, the conjuring movies. I think I've only seen the one that we've done for this, including the whole universe. So like this would be the second one. So I don't really know a ton about Ed and Lorraine as a viewer. And I got a lot, I felt like I got a lot of that in this movie um, with like horror elements that would pop up. But I think for me, what, suffered from this movie is that everything was in the trailer and so i knew what was coming and i could piece it together based on 
what I remember seeing from the trailer. So it took away some of the the scares that build up. I was very tense throughout a lot of it, but then the payoff, I felt like I had already seen it or knew that it was coming. Um, so I didn't get that excited release. It was mm-hmm. kind of just a, like a flat balloon. Um, but it was still a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a very good uh, I mean, if you you get to a point where you see this series and you can only see so many contorted bodies until they're not as scary, um, possessions until they're not as scary, they're still there. But, you know, how do you shake it up enough? And I don't think this one quite did it, but it was still very interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. What like, about, what do you, is that what you think? Yeah, because like um, I didn't. I didn't feel as I, I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie, but I thought it just, I actually thought it was actually less scary. And I wasn't, I didn't really, after a while, I just kind of, kind of dropped off for me. It was just like, you know, what more can I see right now? You know, what more are they going to do now? I understand that like, I understand that like, you know, uh, as the plot goes on, you know, there's, there's, there's that reveal I loved the grandfather or uh, the, the, the grand priest that they were like at the house they went to. That was great. But overall, no, it was just, yeah. Like uh, everything that you wanted to see, everything that was the thrilling parts were all in the trailer. There was nothing, there was nothing big. It's kind of like um, it's a, it's almost a better version of the little things, you know? Hmm. Um, I will say that, so in anticipation for this, I did well, go ahead and watch the conjuring too. Um, not necessarily cause I thought the story would play in, but I really thought that, um, if it's, it's an anthology kind of series, right. You know, there are based on different things at different times. This one set in 1981, the previous were set in, I think sev- the seventies. Um, and yeah, you know, I think in a bubble as a non-horror guy, I would say that this was a, a pretty good horror film in a bubble. Um, with a decent enough story and so, some good scares. I wasn't uh, terribly frightened. I mean, I was ready. Like I kept getting, there were kept, there were tense moments and I was ready to be really scared. But compared to outside of that bubble, within the framing of Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2, I didn't find this to be as scary as those movies. The payoffs weren't as scary. Um, I, I At first, I thought the idea of ditching the haunted house uh, framing for a bit more of a mystery type story. Cause that's kind of what you have here of them trying to find a way to prove that this guy was possessed by a demon. So they have to find, they have to find some way to prove supernaturally that this happened. Right. I thought that might be interesting, but as it went on, I honestly kind of felt like as the story went on, the guy who was possessed became less and less of a main character and the guy, and, and it just became purely about the Warrens. And don't get me wrong, the Warrens as characters are the best thing about this franchise. Like the the Patrick Wilson and um 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 Vera Formiga. Formiga, however you pronounce the last. Say name. with confidence, and people will believe you. Vera Formiga. Hey, um, they have great chemistry. Their characters, I, I I love that they have genuine affection for each other, despite everything they've been through they hold it together. And so as charismatic as they are, I kind of started to think like, I'm kind of losing after a while. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of losing the plot here. What is half, what, what are they even doing now? They're hunting down somebody 
who's leaving like uh, you know totems of possession around Massachusetts or something. I, it, it just after a while, I started thinking about things got a little murky. Um, I'll also say that while I think there's only so far you can push things in a inspired by true events movie or based on true events movie. This felt the end of the, the first conjuring felt fairly believable, you know, like it's a small group of people who are involved. You'd kind of can only take their word for it. The second one I've seen, I won't spoil anything, but the second one kind of pushes the limits of like, well, this could have happened. Elements of this could have happened. And so like, but it seems kind of like more people would have talked about that this though there's like three things it's like okay if that had happened that would be like major news uh you know spoiler alerts this dude's getting like levitated and choked out in a prison full of guards watching it happen i feel like that would be that okay uh we we summoned to the stand all the guards from the uh, state prison uh yeah we totally watched this dude levitate in the sky and everything burned around him uh as it happened uh i think that dude was totally possessed um it just kind of pushed the elements, pushed, pushed the idea of it. It's like, I know it's a movie, but I think if you're going to claim to be based on true events, keep it with, you got it. You got, it's a fine line to walk before you, people start going, okay, yeah, right. I just don't believe that the Warrens would emerge from an underground bunker uh, and the cops would all show up and they go, Hey, downstairs, there's like a mangled up demon body. Um, uh, you know, so go 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 check that out. I feel like that would have uh, made news, um, and it and it didn't. That's that's. I mean, this, as far as we, as far as I can tell, based on it, like the entire second half of the movie is just completely made up. Um, that's fine. And um, what? Oh, I'll I'll get to that later. But it's a um, it's a. I like the Exorcist reference at the beginning. That was really fun. Um, I can't remember. I had one other point I was going to make, but yeah, I felt like um, in general, it was good compared to Conjuring 1 and 2. It was not as good. Okay. Uh, I liked it. Um, I am a fan of this series, and I thought this was... I I I think there was an attempt behind this one to shake up the storytelling a little bit. And I appreciated that, um, you know, rather than being a haunted house story, they did introduce the courtroom element and, and Ed and Lorraine needing to prove the existence of the supernatural rather than keeping it, the story kind of contained into one home. So I liked that. Uh, I liked that um idea anyway. I don't think it was executed as well as I wish it had been. And it, I, I'm just going to go ahead and blame that on the fact that um, James Wan did not direct this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the director of the first two Conjuring films. Mm-hmm. He, um, I don't know why he didn't direct this one, um, but it was directed by Michael Chaves, who also directed The Curse of La Llorona, which is a really bad movie. So I can see the similarities there. And it's almost like he it's almost like this movie succeeds because the the foundation is good 
<laughs> and if it if it didn't have the solid foundation, it would have been terrible. Um, but I think Ed and Lorraine are still great. Uh, like David said, they're the best part of the franchise. You know, this tackles the characters in the same way that I think um, A Quiet Place does, where I am attached to them and they, they make you care about the characters. So I don't have to, I don't have to go into this movie and be scared all the time because I'm watching this movie to watch these characters more so than anything else. I wish the scares were a little stronger, but I blame, again, blame that on James Wan, who is really a master of horror in his own right, not being involved in the directing of this. Um, It relied too much on cliche jump scares and not some of the creepier ones that you see, especially in the first Conjuring movie, uh, where they're not even always jump scares. They're just so in your face messed up. Um, I, I, I will disagree on, on the thing mentioned earlier that eventually you see enough bodies contorting that it's not scary anymore. No, no, no. That's always horrifying. Always. <laughs> I will never not be horrified. By hey, a, I don't a, like a it. Body. Snapping I, their, uh, their, their I don't like it, and I don't condone it. I don't think it's a good thing. You shouldn't put <laughs> it in your movie. You're going to scare me. But you, you did it once, and again, I already saw it in the trailer, so like, I wasn't scared. Um, but, yeah, I think well, it is definitely front-loaded on the scares. Like The first bit, the first bit before the, the title card is, is, I think, some of the scarier imagery. I, uh, yeah, everything I else is kind yeah, of the, like... The, Prelude, I guess you yeah. Prelude. Yeah. Was that was recently. scary. That was super. Yeah, well, I, I'll, I thought I'll I was say ready this, though. for it. The, the, it undead, the undead corpse was fairly scary dude, too. That zombie was scary. That dude could. That run. was yeah. Yes. That was weird to look at. I was it not happy feel about like it. Like there were aspects of it that felt almost like it was trying to put like a horror mask on an action adventure type thing. With with you know why do we have zombies? That's new. Um, I didn't hate it. it. It just was like, this is different and I need to think about it. But uh, David, you said that the story almost gets lost somewhere in the middle there. And I completely agree with you where it, it, it's, it seems to have forgotten what it was about because I wanted this movie when I saw the trailer and read about it, I wanted to see this argued out in court. Like I wanted a horror courtroom drama, but we yeah. only got two scenes in the courtroom yeah, they were they were blips, if that. Yeah, I don't even know if you could really call them a scene. It, I don't once, really. <laughs> once we see Arnie in the court initially, yeah. where he pleads his case, or not, he doesn't even plead his case, he just no. pleads not guilty on by reason on, of possession. On, on reason of possession, and then we never see him in the courtroom again until the very end of the movie. And yeah, I have, oh. lost all of it. I, I, I have to blame. Okay, so like, we're smarter than this. I mean, I thought I thought we were as 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 film as, as as a film society. I thought we were smarter than this about how the law works. You don't start a court uh, proceeding and then try to find evidence. All of the evidence for your for your point for your 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 uh, uh, rule of demonic possession, you would have months to find all that stuff. It's called the evidentiary period. <laughs> there is you can't. There's no way that like. Like all them running around trying to find stuff, like they're they're in court right now. You got to have your witnesses ready. You got to have your evidence ready. So like when the court when when the when the when the when the uh, trial started, I was like, oh, 
well, uh, this is getting underway pretty quick. But then also, they just come back and like the, it's over. Like they didn't even the, the Warrens didn't even testify. And in theory, they would be the primary one of the two of the they primary would, expert witnesses the, to bring in. Yeah, they would be the main witness. I, I will say, I, I'm wondering if maybe the thought process was, you know, this whatever you believe about the supernatural, it is a true story that Arnie Johnson killed a man and pled not guilty on basis of demonic possession. That happened. And it's part of record. So like, so like that's that not debatable. So I'm wondering if they were like, no, you know, this is real. He didn't win the case. No one watching this movie could possibly think he would win this case. So maybe they thought, well, why focus on that inevitability i don't agree with it i'm just wondering if that's what they were thinking yeah like, i don't think that you need to argue it out. like we all know where it's going it's i don't think question that, why not to put more attention on it though uh, yeah i don't think you need the courtroom to be the <clears throat> i don't need the trial necessarily i need the testimony um i need honestly in this particular movie i think that you let ed and lorraine not be backseat characters but you let the little boy testify and tell the his version of being possessed and ed and lorraine are there for it as a part of it but he is telling the story as to what happened you're experiencing it from his perspective and i think that would have been scarier and then you shift it and and have arnie do the same thing and in the meantime you tie that in with ed and lorraine during their investigation like the evidence has already been gathered but they're telling the story via the testimony and i think that yeah, is a yeah. better way to spread it out to to and and i think that would add a little bit more of a first person perspective and and give me those scares yeah in a, in a legitimate way that aren't just jump scary yeah i mean at the very least you could use the courtroom setting as a framing device for telling the rest of the story you know mm -hmm. um yeah so i i mean i agree i would have liked to have seen cuz i mean it's a matter of public record so surely what was said is on record somewhere, like is on file somewhere. So you could see what arguments were made uh, or what evidence was presented. Cause I'd be, I'd be, I'd be interested to know what the only person in U S history to, to, to plead innocent by way of possession or not guilty by way of possession would, uh, would, would bring uh, if they brought anything. I mean, uh, I felt bad for the guy. He killed the only unlikable character in three Conjuring movies, so I, 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 I was like, I was like, oh, this is not that's not the worst guy he could have killed. Well, I, I think that's what, like you had they had to have him kill a man, and you still feel bad for him. So of course it had to be the jackass. Baby. I mean, I felt great for this kid. This dude looks like a young Bill Paxton, you know. Like I, every time he'd come on screen, I was like, man, it's not looking at like twenty-one-year-old Bill Paxton right now. He's all sweaty and looks like a hayseed i don't know but he's from ireland or some nonsense <laughs> well, and, and my thing was as far as uh, the 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 killing i feel like that I, again looking at it in uh you know the based in true events aspect maybe he did kill him he was i mean from this perspective of this movie this guy was very handsy with his girlfriend he was very rude to in how he treated everything poorly he was not a great guy Mm -hmm. uh, maybe he he lost his temper and he you know stabby stab and then uh, they just covered it for each other. <laughs> they're very much in love. Mm -hmm. uh, they're still married, according to the the end 
you know, titles there, spoiler, but, uh, you know, who knows Then maybe that's one thing that you're supposed to walk away wondering. It's like, maybe this is making me think, is this what they told in the court? Cause, or maybe it's true. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's always been a bit of a, a tricky thing with these three movies. Cause I've been trying to research the events after the case, you know, and, um, you know, the second one has a lot more, the second one, they bring in a lot more questioning of whether or not it's being made up, whether or not it's a hoax, uh, the event that's happening. Um, and so seeing somebody actively trying to disprove, uh, the, you know, or the burden of evidence is on the, is on the, 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 uh, defense, I guess, to prove that he was possessed. But I mean, it would have been, I could have made some, some very interesting arguments, um, I argued that the first Conjuring movie was, in my opinion, a better faith-based movie than a lot of faith-based movies because it really asks the audience to imagine that the supernatural, that, you know, God and the devil are real um, and uh, sort of challenges those ideas. And like, it it puts it in the forefront. This could have really been uh, a better version of any of those movies uh, that, that put God on trial or the devil on trial or anything like that. Um, because it deals with a real life event. Um, yeah, I don't know, but, but I agree with that. I mean, the, the best, the best line in the trailer. And I think in the movie overall was, um, you know, Ed says something along the lines of we've been, you know, the court, uh, acknowledges the existence of God for as long as whatever, it's about time they acknowledge the existence of the devil as well. And that is a very interesting concept that I think, you know, a faith-based person in a court of law would have to go, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, you sit there, you go, I mean, fair enough. You literally have to swear on the Bible whenever you come in to like, you know, that's essentially uh, a part of it. So like, I don't know. I, I feel like, again, like we talked about, I feel like the story got a little muddled. It did, um, it got muddled. So, that's, that's so you know, for me, I have this, I there's a handful of movies that I, I make this comparison with uh, when it comes to threequels, all right? Uh, and that is, and it's a recent thing, but, uh, this movie, the conjuring, the devil made me do it is kind of a, a Luke Hemsworth, uh, Luke Hemsworth, great looking guy Still on his own. Man. It just sucks that his brothers are Liam and Chris. Uh, and that's the situation <laughs> here. You know, the conjuring devil made me do it has Liam and Chris for brothers. So it just kind of doesn't feel up to the same level as those. And that's really, that's probably really mean to Luke. Hemsworth. <laughs> and though I but it's true. He's a great looking guy. The movie uh, was still good. We still it liked it's it. It's still good. Honestly, I, honestly, it is better. It's, it's, it's miles better than Spiral, in my opinion. The storytelling. <laughs> yeah, it's it, more solid, for sure. The storytelling is better. The performances are better. Visual effects are great. Uh, it's just... It's, it's, I make the same comparison about... Uh, I make the same comparison about the Captain America franchise. You know, I think that the way, you know, the first Avenger, the Captain America, first Avengers, a really good movie, but the winter soldier and civil war are like really, really fun movies. So, uh, it's just kind of like, it's just kind of like really, it just stands out as being like, wow, man, it's so different. It did annoy me that Arnie knowingly invited a demon into his body and then was just going to like, not tell anyone. Well, and like, unfortunately for them, the only guy who was aware like has a heart attack and goes into a coma yeah that's unfortunate also not sure how i feel about that subplot 
mainly because it it felt like it just served to weaken Ed for some yeah. reason that didn't need to be. And then it led to that silly moment where she had his heart pill in her locket. Yeah. She foresaw the future. It was, little, she it was a little cheesy for me. The the heart the heart pill in the locket was a little cheesy. Because he always forgets his pills. <laughs> I will say, one of the best scares in the movie, though, is when the uh, undead bloated zombie uh, is in their house and he's about to oh my gosh, stab yes. it. That was actually one of the genuine, because like, like when when things snap and it turns out it's not there and he's about to stab Lorraine, I genuinely did go, oh, no. Like, cause I care about those two characters. Right, and I, right. I think, and I didn't think that was possible. How can they get Ed? Yes. And, 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 and I think it, I mean, uh, we know we don't make lists someday. Maybe we should make lists, but uh, without a doubt, I think they have created the Warrens as characters in film and maybe not as real life people. I'm sure they're very nice. I'm sure they're nice as real life people, but as characters in film, Ed and Lorraine Warren, I think have to be one of the best on-screen couples, at least in horror. Like yeah. I've never had, I've never seen an on-screen couple throughout like a series of movies that I genuinely liked this much. I mean, the real Ed and Lorraine are almost certainly like scam artists, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I love the fictionalized versions of them so much. Yes. I choose to believe they are the real ones. Really well-written characters. Every movie ends with them in like this nice, like you just feel good for them. Yeah. 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 And you wonder why do they do this? Yeah. To help others. Yeah. I'll tell you what though. I was not, it, you guys still haven't seen the, you guys haven't seen the conjuring too. Did you guys see the nun? No, I'm scared oh, of the nun. Nuns when already he, kind of freaked me out. Like normal when nuns. When he walked in at the end of the movie to put the keepsake from this particular case. And I saw the painting of the nun in the background. I went, Oh no, not again. See, yes. <laughs> their, their little basement of horrors has so many, um, uh, little cameo things and Easter eggs. To other movies, yeah. love yeah, it. So how, I was creeped out by Annabelle in the first movie. The nun really drove it over the top. How uh, many are Ed and Lorraine in? Are they like in all the Annabelle movies? Are they in all of the, or is it just the Conjuring movies? Let me I, look here. I think they're just in the Conjuring movies. I think they may make a cameo at the end of one of the Annabelle movies. Let me look that up real quick. But but I know they are in these these main three, and um. Obviously, all these items that they have, or some of most of these items they have, have linked. I don't know what where the Curse of Lalarona was set up or spun out of, yeah. or if they intended to bring it back around at some point. Um, so this information's got to be somewhere. Okay, so hang on. Warrens, Ed, and Lorraine are in. Uh, Ed Patrick Wilson makes an appearance in Annabelle. And uh, Lorraine make and, and Patrick make an appearance in The Nun. So right. there you go. Oh, and they're both in Annabelle Comes Home. So there you go. They they have appeared in some of the other ones, but not all the other ones. Okay. Let's uh, move on to our box office report for this movie. We have the premiere weekend, um, and I believe we've got another little pandemic hit on our hands. Do we not? A little bit of one, you know, so uh, we're going to look at how much money did the movie make? It's the box office stats with David. Um, if you are a jingle writer and interested in writing a jingle for David, please do for so. For no money. Um, those are the lyrics. Yeah. We'll give you credit, though. Those yeah. are the lyrics. Well, you know, maybe we'll come up with something, a prize package of some sort. <laughs> um, 
So The Conjuring debuted uh, just recently, just what went from this recording, June 6th of 2021. Opening weekend was pretty good. It made $24.1 million in three days, uh, unseating the very popular Quiet Place 2, which you can listen to our review of right now, which uh, in its second weekend brought in $19.2 million. And number three, Cruella brought in $11 million. Uh, I don't know if our uh, review of Cruella will be up at the time of this, but it will be soon. Or maybe it is. Who knows? So you're in the future. Go listen to Crow. Uh, and number four, a bit of a surprise film, uh, Spirit Untamed. This is a sequel to Spirit's Dying of the Cimarron from the early 2000s, brought in 6.1. And at number five, oh boy, what an interesting story this has been. Raya and the Last Dragon continues to stay in the top five for the box office in 2021, making it 14 straight weeks. That is the second best top five run of the pandemic behind only the Crudes, the New Age which went 17 straight weeks in the top five. Uh, some little inside. Pretty inside. insane because by this weekend, Ray and the Last Dragon had hit Disney Plus for all customers. Yes. And so that's, that's a bunch. I mean, it's made over the over the course of the year, it has made uh, $53 million. I mean, honestly, if we're seeing what the quiet, what A Quiet Place 2 did, I think an argument could have made they should have just put Ray and the Last Dragon, released it beginning of June. And that movie would have done probably probably would have done 50 million dollars in two weeks um anyway for the conjuring universe the devil made me do it actually you would think because it's a pandemic that would be it would be a bit hobbled but actually it's not necessary it's not the worst opening of any movie in the conjuring franchise uh it opened better than annabelle crunk comes home at 24 million it is 24 million right now it is still in last place but it could easily over the course of the summer climb its way up uh the highest grossing film in the franchise uh, domestically is the conjuring the first one followed by the nun and the conjuring two uh the first conjuring brought in 137.4 million dollars as we talked about you can go watch listen to our original conjuring review right now uh, for the year on 2021 it is a tight race at the top uh as of june 10th godzilla versus kong is still in that number one spot with 91 points or 99.1 million dollars in the dom- domestically a Quiet Place 2, in very short order, has climbed to the number two spot with $95.2 million. Ryan the Last Dragon, as for, as mentioned, $53 million. Cruella jumped into the number four spot pretty quickly with $47.9. And uh, Demon Slayer Mujin Train is very close at number five with $47.7. Uh, so, you know, this is a great thing, again, of uh, we have reviews up right now for Godzilla, A Quiet Place, Raya, uh, and uh, we'll have one up soon for Cruella. We, I don't know if we're going to review Demon Train, but maybe we should by the end of the year. Who knows? The Who knows? world is our oyster. So I think that's all this. Well, let me, I'll, I'll pull up the, interna- the, the international numbers real quick. I think the numbers are pretty much the same, but I think A Quiet Place is close to unseating uh, Godzilla. Unseating Godzilla. It'll certainly happen this weekend. I'm sure of it. Well, I think what's going to happen is Godzilla, you know, there's not, it's not got a lot left to it. And I think that the quiet place in terms of domestic numbers is going to end up being that first movie to break a hundred million dollars since the pandemic started, which Godzilla was inching its way towards. Um, Oh, actually. So yeah. um, Chinese film. Hi mom is still the number one movie worldwide with $820 million. Chinese uh, uh, film detective Chinatown three is number two. Godzilla versus Kong, number three. 
Uh, F9, which is already released, yeah. Fast Furious 9 is already released internationally. It's in the number four spot. And I, I've not heard of this movie. It's called Impasse. Is at number five at 180 million. Quiet Place 2 is in the number six spot already for the, for, for the year. So anyway, that's it for the box office stats. I went a little long, but I'll throw it to Josh for the letterbox game. All right. Let's get to guessing. What did the letterbox community rate? The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. You know, I'm going to say a 3.3. Got a 3.3 wow. on the table. I'm going low, 2.5. We got a low 2.5 and a high 3.3. Three. <laughs> I go 3.1. That's a good we got a 3.1. Um, hang on, I got to count in my head. Ooh, I don't think anybody's exactly right. I want to say, Josh, that the lighting on your face right now is like... Is it majestic? It is. We need. We have a tie. Um, we have a tie between Andrew, Andrew and, Dave, and Garrett. So, so is it... Uh, come up with a tiebreaker, bro. Is it, it a 2.8 then? It is a, it is a 2.9. So oh, what, no. So it, no, never mind. So it's Andrew. I counted as they were both three. Uh, right. Never mind, Andrew won. Because you are point point three off. It was a two point nine. You guessed three point one. Breaking. Okay. News. <laughs> All right. Cool. There you wow. go. Already. Mark it in your history. I, I almost pulled a Steve Harvey, <laughs> but at least I at least I claimed no winner instead of naming the wrong one. That's Damn. true. That's true. Andrew gets his. So that brings Andrew's letterbox score for the year up to three. His first win Damn. since Nomadland, which in Woo. terms of release date was more recent than when he actually got it right um so for the year it's garrett in the lead or garrett and josh are tied at five i've got four and andrew is sitting pretty with three wins for the letterbox game josh why don't you read us uh some of the top yes uh Uh, thanks for reminding i'm into so the top review um actually this is the only one i'm gonna read just because i think it's perfect this is from oppie Every Conjuring movie be like, this is the scariest job that Ed and Lorraine Warren ever did. Like there is any job they did that aren't scary. These guys are literally Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's, That's true. The most yeah. Yeah. Love it. What, what are our ratings? That's true. Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half. We got a three and a half. I'm going to give this a... I'm going to give this a three. Wow. Okay. I'm stunned. Both I'm... I'm gonna go with a two and a half. What? You liked it, it more fine. than we did. No, I didn't. I'm it's also fine. I'm also giving it. I also give it a three and a half because uh, I liked it a lot. Interesting, interesting numbers. Because you know, my thing was uh, Conjuring One's a five star movie. Conjuring Two, I think, is a four star film. This was a little bit between. Uh, you know, big year in terms of uh, big big year in terms of horror films have really. I mean, if you want to classify a Quiet Place Two as a horror film, they're really leading the way out of this pandemic. Well, um, our joint score averaged out is a perfect three, which is only point one off from Letterboxd's two point nine. So once again, we managed to have our finger on the pulse of the Letterboxd community. That does it for us, though, this week. Uh, Please be sure to check us out online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. You can find all our links at somanysequels.com. Just go there. 
and have fun clicking links. <laughs> we'll be back next time with another movie review. Bye. Adios.